Hello and welcome to The Two Tones with Tony DeVolpo. Greetings, Tony. Tony Moclair. It is episode nine. I'm going to say in honour of Adrian Hickmont, but Tony DeVolpo, the historian that you are, you know that there are two other players uh, happily associated with the number nine, giants of the club, one an emerging giant, one very well established. Tell us more. Well, the great Patrick Cripps, oh, uh, Tony, as we know, um, is uh, uh, most comfortable with the number 19 on his uh, broad back. Yeah. But the great Ken Hunter, oh, um, oh. you couldn't say that the back was broad. No. I mean, he was a bag of bones, uh, the great K Hunter. Heart of a but lion. But what a player he was, Tony. An absolute um, ornament to the game and uh, recently celebrated his 60th birthday, as I recall. Yeah. Um, One of the great Carlton players of all time, I'd I'd hazard a a guess. Um, We need his light uh, at the moment, don't we? Although the back line, it has to be said, is travelling rather beautifully, Tony. I tell you what, this is uh, far from a post-mortem of the St Kilda game, which Carlton lost by... Uh, 19, a song that Red Gun would happily uh, sing about. Um, if, uh, big crowd, 38,000 at uh, Eddie Had. Um, I was up at the Locket End. You um, were? Yes, I yes, was. So yes. I, I've nothing but um, praise for whoever decided to build the, the ground along that particular axis so that you can uh, miss at least half a quarter of the game when the sun bounces off the Medibank building I and the roof is open. I was caught exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, I couldn't see the, the um, what was going on in front of me and um, yeah. absolute madness, wasn't it? Yeah. That, um, you know, you're entitled – you know, you, you, you feel for the players yeah. who are putting on the show, but you're also entitled to be able to see the game uh, without any – you know issue um, when you go along and it was it was rather mystifying wasn't it it, that, it was um, a bit anyway it is but a minor gripe um tone your thoughts on the game it was a a willing contest cart were into it about 10 minutes into the last quarter um but there was we were talking before the podcast there were two things that carton did in the first and third quarter that separates this team from the 2016 Vintage Carlton Football Club. Well, very true, Tony. And I think if you look back to those uh, more recent contests against St Kilda, I think um, the team's collectively been belted by 30 goals plus. Oh, yeah. There was a game at the end of last year that was awful. That's it. And if you if you reflect on the um, the game at the, at the weekend, as you rightly pointed out, the first and third quarters, St Kilda jumped Carlton um, uh, early, in, early in proceedings. And yet the Carlton players showed great resolve to force their way back into the contest and to work really hard and and uh, really be um, super competitive. And um, I must admit, when you know, if we cast back uh, our memories to twelve months ago, had the, the Carlton team, the two thousand sixteen model, been in that situation, uh, they probably would have uh, fallen over pretty pretty early in the piece. Yeah. But the um, the signs were extremely. Um, Positive for the for the Carlton players. They they hung in. They found a way to get back in. And uh, as you say, we were in that game for a long, long time. And against a, an opposition team, it has to be said, is perhaps a little bit more advanced than yeah. Carlton is at this particular stage. And and are a you know a, a bona fide uh, team, I believe, St Kilda. So um, all things considered, I thought it was a, a meritorious performance by the Carlton players. I'm sure they'll rue the you know the mm. Opportunity that was lost, and uh, you, you know, you reflect on things in the game that you know the the Patrick Cripps incident that uh, yeah. was a little mystifying. You do, 
ask yourself what what if you know what yeah. might have been. However, um, we learn, we live and learn, don't we? And um, I'm sure the players uh, that uh, represented the current football club in that particular contest will take much away from from that experience. Um, we could dwell on Cripper's uh, very uncharacteristic. What brain was he fade. thinking? We, well, we Sorry. don't know. We could say the same when Levi Casbolt, when he was caught in the, uh, I think it was the back pocket, and then tried to take on his man. And uh, he, he had options, but apparently didn't know that. I mean, I blame the sun reflecting off yes, the Betty Bank building. Yes, thank you. That would have been it. That would have been it. Um, <clears throat> Cripper's game was magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And. Here is a player that is playing under sufferance. We know that. You know, yep. he had an injury, injury interrupt to pre-season. And reflecting on his season so far, I, I think the word that comes to mind with Cripps is brave, you know, bravery. I, I think he's been tremendously um, brave in the way that he's committed to the contest. Yeah. Despite the obvious, you know, um, setbacks he's had to endure, I guess, with his preparation, you know, his physical well-being. Um, but he just keeps finding a way through and finding a way through, and I thought he was extremely heroic um, uh, throughout the uh, St Kilda match. And, um, um, you know, if he gets his body right, uh, way betide anyone that, yeah. you know, has to line up on him because he, he, you know, 50 games into his career, he's a, he's truly a, a great player for the Carlton Football Club and he's only going to get better. Yeah, and that's a frightening prospect for opposition. It is. A, uh, a wonderful prospect for anybody who uh, believes in barracks for the old Dark Navy Blue. Um, we need to touch on the, the Murph thing. That was a big part of the game, obviously. When I say big part of the game, his form. I mean, he... Oh, t- sublime. T- I mean, Again, when you compare 2016, um, what is really emerging now is just how elite Mark Murphy is in terms of skill, decision-making under pressure. I think the whole team's decision-making under pressure and, and you know, their uh, weighing up of options in, mm. you know, when they're, when they're being threatened, if you like, is is much better than it was last year. But what, what you see in Murphy is, is a, just a different level of skill. Yes, and, and I think Brendan Bolton did flag this earlier in the year that he, he predicted that Murphy would be uh, uh, up for, a you know, a standout 2017 season. And again, you know, we referred to Cripps a moment ago and the um, the interruptions to his, you know, pre-season training schedule. Mm. Murphy's pre-season was basically uninterrupted and uh, so he got the base in, you know, to set himself up for a, for a stellar year. And so it was with um, with Matthew Cruiser and, 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 you know, Gibbs, we, you know, we see he's been a really great contributor for Carlton. And we, we often talk about the... Um, the you know the excitement of the the youth that are, yeah. is in the Carlton team, but if you look at it the other end, I think all our all our season campaigners are, are probably in the best form of their respective yeah. careers. Yeah. You throw in Alex Silvani, oh, who again is a, you. you know a, 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 a comparatively older player, mm. and um, I think the experience has been as as impressive for Carlton as the the vibrancy of youth that has um, you know permeated this team. So. Um, Yes, Murphy, you know, truly an outstanding performer through 2017. And I think what I really love about Murphy at the moment is he's, re- he's really leading the team, you know, he's yeah. in, in, the, in the true sense of the word captain. And um, he's had to do it the hard way. If you, you think back to a time when, um, you know, um, perhaps there wasn't the support around him yeah. um, and a uh, man of small stature, I mean, he's, he, gets the, he gets knocked over pretty repeatedly mm. quite often and perhaps hasn't been afforded the protection he deserves in a, in a lot of instances. Um, but I think he's been fantastic the way he's, he's led this year. And and I think 
what was what is also significant is that you know if if Murphy is put under the uh, the acid as he invariably is uh, through the course of games these days, you'll find strength in numbers going yes. in to support him, and that hasn't always been the case in recent times. Well, I, d- I did want to mention the incident. Um, <clears throat> if uh, was St Kilda's plan to, to verbal Murph out of the game, it certainly didn't work. He got, what, 29 touches or well, something. He was, and, and he was magnificent. But there was the incident, of course, where... Slotted two goals, too. Uh, you know, two big goals. they were classy goals, They were. Too. They were. Um, now, it was Carlisle went down in a... He, he got uh, knocked in the Cajones. Near the regions? Uh, yes. Yeah, he went down. We know Murph doubled back. Had a word, and then it was um, on for young and old. Yes, again, that that seems to me a, a difference from last year. There is touch one, touch all. There's a touch of the CFMEU about Carlton this year, which I love, <laughs> and because uh, uh, that um, uh, melee or whatever you want to call it occurred kind of just in front of me, and all I could think about time was the smile on the face of David Rhys-Jones had he been watching it. He just would have been thrilled with that. It was probably like the old days, wasn't it, in some respects, with the Mallee. Um, when, when that incident happened, Tony, I, you know, I didn't see what sent Carlisle to the deck. No, I think all it was I a collision, I think. Yes, and all I, all I saw was uh, Murph, you know, uh, over the top, um, putting his two bobs worth in. And I remember thinking at the time how... Unmurphy like that actually yeah. was, but my immediate fear was that he actually sent Carlisle to the deck in the first place. Yeah. I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure, but when when he when he verbaled Carlisle, I thought, gee, that's you know pretty ordinary. I, you know, of any player, you don't like yeah. to see that, but it seemed totally out of character for him. And it wasn't, I suppose, until the aftermath that we under you know we got to understand a little bit more of of what went on in the lead up. Yeah, um, and of course, it's you know. Pr- you know, precipitate this enormous controversy right through the week. Um, you hope, you know, it, it dies a quick death and people move on. But but um, I think, you know, um, I think what's come out of it mostly is that, you know, you just have to be careful what you say. You oh, know, people yeah. have to be responsible, not only for their for their actions, but their words. Mm. And words are hurtful. And, yeah. um, we're just saying the old days, um, it, you know, if, if uh, things happen on the foot field, retribution would be swift. It mm. would normally take the form of a, a fist or a forearm, an elbow, and, and D. Reese Jones, of course, would would uh, vouch for the way it was. Yeah. But in this day and age when uh, everything's scrutinised, players are smart and a lot more careful about how they um, perhaps express themselves. And certainly can't you can't be wayward in the way you throw your fists or forearms around these days. So uh, verbaling is probably the... Um, you know the 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 out clause for yeah. a lot of these players, but unfortunately, what it leads to is incidents like we saw at the weekend. And um, I suppose the only good thing to come out of it is that you know there's been attention drawn to it, and uh, maybe there'll be a lesson learned across the board that um, these sorts of actions aren't uh, tolerated in um, 2017. Look, we're we're keen to move on from it. Um, the line underneath that that we need to draw just should be very small font saying. Mark Murphy is a legend and played a brilliant game. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, um, <clears throat> second quarter, yes. Carlton couldn't seem to get a free kick in our forward 50. We couldn't seem to buy one, and that may be because going into the game we didn't have a chief sponsor, so therefore we didn't <laughs> have two cents to rub together. But I won't um, dwell on that. Zach Fisher, did you see that sidestep there? He's I did. silken, oh, silken lovely, skills, and that's, that's a great sign a too. A lovely move, wasn't it? You know, and I like, I like Zach Fisher. The man, you know... Like Hunter wasn't a yeah. great stature. He's probably a bit shorter than Kenny, and probably not as as uh, classic through the air as Ken Hunter was. But a lovely mover, and um, you know, 
when you see Fisher turn onto the left foot, you know, your thoughts immediately turn to Wayne Johnson the way yeah. he used to do it and, he, you know, what, a, what an inspiring player he actually was. And um, I just think Fisher's that live wire that, uh, you know, that really brings bubble and, and, and spark to the team. And... Um, uh, an exciting player. Uh, just enjoy watching him play, and um, we hope that there's many more games uh, for Zach Fisher because well, I personally think he, you know, brings a another dimension to the team, which yeah. is, uh, is certainly well received at this stage. A young a young fellow that has it all before him, yeah, like so many others. Well, it's again. I mean, it, you know, the the team just seems to be so much more different. It's composed of. Um, well, people like Fisher, you know, Marchbank, again, you just have to chalk that one in as another solid, reliable, mm. uh, great game in the back line. Um, Doherty is just, well, what do you say about him? Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing with Doherty, I, I just love the fearless nature of his play, the way that he, you know, the way he backs himself too. There was a great passage of play uh, at the Lockett End, Tone of Memory Serves, where ball came in pretty quickly. Doherty was to the side of the anticipated marking contest and just, just veered across Hunter-esque yeah. to back himself in that marking yeah. contest against three others. Yeah. And he's so good in the air. I mean, he's he's um, he's not the tallest player, but he's he's a very good aerialist. And uh, he's such a good reader of the play too. And I think his sense of anticipation is tremendous. He's also an incredibly courageous player, yeah. uh, which I love. Um, and... You know what? What a pickup he's been, and uh, Brisbane must be ruining the day he he parted company with uh, with them up north. Oh, he's well. been a great acquisition for yeah. Carlton Football Club. Too late to uh, too late to ponder that one. Now, Brendan Bolton in the press conference after the game, uh, Tony uh, said the team took plenty of positives out of the game, but said the team would have to learn from its lack of composure at crucial stages in the final quarter. I think it's a good point. Yes. You know, but history comes down to those minor moments. Yes, um, yes. Where, you know, the fate of nations can turn. <laughs> it's so true. Those little little moments collectively, you know, mean so I th- much. I think it was Wright who fluffed a mark in the forward 50 yes. in the last quarter. Th- things like little that things. that just tend to They're stop the, momentum. The and Simo free kick, you know, for yeah. too high. And then, and then, unfortunately, Williamson... Crossing the the mark, yeah. which gave that fifty. Yeah, you know, just those little moments, of, like as the coach said, crucial stages of the contest, which really hurt in the finish. And you know, in a, a three goal ball game, uh, those are the moments that you know you, you don't want to give to the opposition. You yeah, know? and uh, but it's a learning curve, isn't it? And um, I, I just think when you reflect on the year so far. Um, uh, what you're seeing is a team that's growing, you know, in stature, stature with experience. Yeah. And uh, you, they say you learn more after a loss. You know, I'm sure the players will take much away from the contest in terms of, you know, what might have been and how they can improve for, for um, the next game and the next game and the next. Um, and it all begins um, on Sunday uh, in the West, doesn't it? With well, the, before the we get there, Tone, you have again the onerous duty of uh, giving us <laughs> a three-two-one. Look, uh, at just uh, just uh, just in terms of goals, uh, if you need to know, Jack Silvati two, Murph two, as you said, Cripps two, Weedering, Kerner, Williamson, and Gibbs. So. Um, you don't get points for or, or votes for goals, obviously. I'm just letting people know. But, Tony, your votes. Thank you, Tony. And an unenviable task, as we've alluded to. But I went with Patrick Cripps. I, I think, you know, I mentioned the word bravery. I thought he was quite heroic uh, in the way he committed to the cause at the weekend for his team. Two votes to Alex Silvani. I mean, oh. look, you can take your pick at the moment. And with all due respect to Doherty, 
Sam Rowe did the job again. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had so many good players up the back, but this week I gave Alex Silvani two, and I did laugh at uh, a comment from one fellow in the crowd the time Alex Silvani took this great contested mark and the fellow sung out... Um, you can't get enough Silvanis in this team. <laughs> is Rita available? Play Joe, play them all. You know, that was the, that's the view yeah. of the Carlton faithful. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there needs to be a new, uh, maybe in the BNF at the end of the year, the John Nichols medal, most certain goals saved by Alex Silvani. <laughs> uh, what a pickup he's been. Oh, my God. And he brings real mongrel too. He I love does. It. He does. Love it. And three votes. Three votes to Captain Courageous oh, Mark yes. Murphy. You know, under uh, all sorts of duress. I thought he was magnificent, you know, and, um, you know, he uh, he uh, entered the furnace, didn't he? And, he? and he came out the other end. I just, I just, um, I, I think he was terrific the way he led the, the team at the weekend. And uh, what a stellar season he is having. We have alluded to it. Yeah. And, um, and he's playing the way a good Carlton captain should. I'm into that. Now, uh, we'll preview round nine. Frio Carlton, Sunday the 21st of May at Domain Stadium out in the west. That's at 2.40pm local time. Yes. Um, which means it's later than that for us uh, yes. in the east. Yes. Tone, where do you see the game being won and or lost? Well, put it this way. I hope it doesn't go down the wire uh, with 20 seconds on the clock. Oh, you yes. know, you'd back yeah. Monday you'd every day of the week, wouldn't yeah. you? I did laugh at the Herald Sun headline, Mondayitis. Did you see that? That was... <laughs> Quite yeah, clever. I, I appreciate like that. I mean, come on, how many, <laughs> how many more do you want? Yes. But look, look. I think you know, Frio, to give them their due, been the real surprise pack of the year. I think you know, when you think back to rounds one and two, how lamentable they were, and the the general feeling was that this was a team that you know was going to have to go backwards before it went forwards. Yeah. But since that, you know, those dark dark days. Um, Ross Lyon has you know invested in youth and the like. At Carlton, the, mm. the young fellows haven't let the team down, and um, I think they've they've just it's, it, the inclusion of youth in the Fremantle team seems to have kicked started the Dockers a season, and um, I just think I mean again, again it's going to be a, a really exciting contest mm. because you know you, you probably reflect on the thing while well, both teams are you know at similar stages in their in their development, yeah. you know. Uh, I heard Ross Lyon talk about the Fremantle team. As, as he started throwing young players into the mix uh, early last year. So, so he said it wasn't as immediate a, a, re, a redevelopment as people might necessarily think. So they're on the uh, rebuild uh, you know, course, uh, as indeed we are. And I, and I, think, um, I think we're going to see a really good, solid, honest contest on a big ground, um, hopefully in good conditions come Sunday. Well, uh, we uh, <coughs> excuse me. We started off the podcast talking about the great Ken Hunter, and we've ended up in his home state of WA. Yes, yes. Um, that's it from us this week. Uh, we should just point out there were no injuries from the game, so uh, not, if all not this that I know. Itself, it it's, would seem. it's lovely to it's lovely to see the boys out on the track and no group in rehab or anything. Yeah. You know, touch wood. Uh, we all seem to be up and about at the moment, which is uh, a pleasing sight. And I might say that uh, Kieran Byrne. Ooh. resumed uh, normal training uh, today. So um, uh, uh, just a po- such, a positive, such a positive for so, him so and the team. So what would be, in terms of timeline then, Tone, when he'd be presenting himself for selection, what do you think it well, might be? Well, I, I presume if he's if he's resumed full training, he must be close to resume, resuming playing. That, um, that is a you know, we, 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 you know, I, I don't have the yeah. full prognosis at this stage, but the fact that he's out there resuming again, 
would suggest that he's you know getting close to a return. Yeah. Um, if, if memory serves, I think it was always a May May slash June comeback. So okay. I guess he's on on schedule. But uh, look, we saw we saw some exciting moments with um, with Kieran Burns um, through Kieran Burns' performances last year. And, yeah. And uh, it was just cruel that you know he went down in what seemed to be such an innocuous. Um, happening on yeah. the field, but um, what a what a what a dimension he would bring to the team oh. if he got himself right and, and resumed again at senior level. Just um, I, I know we're about to wind it up, but Kristen Jack getting five in the twos over the weekend. Another scoring option up front would yes. not be a bad thing. Can you see the likelihood of him returning to the seniors' time? Well, well, it's look, it's not beyond the realms, and, and you know you've got to factor in Liam Jones as well, who's been a pretty solid performer. Um, in front of goals also. And, of course, was it that game against Frio that Liam Jones, uh, you know, kicked that that great goal yeah, late in the game to get us yeah. over the line? You know, so he's had pretty good form there. Uh, I can't second-guess, you know, the 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 coaching panel, how, which way they're going to go or what changes they'll make, if any, this week. But the, the good thing, Tony, is that um, Josh Fraser has got the team up and about... Um, uh, you know, in reserve grade level, and there's pressure for for places, and that's a good problem to have. So, with plenty of players knocking on the door, what you're getting is honesty of performance from the senior players that know that there are others breathing down their necks. So, mm. um, that's just a good thing for the collective, isn't it? It is. Um, that swagger is a little bit closer to coming back permanently, and that's how we like it here at Carlton. <laughs> I noticed Thank you were strutting that. into the the, <laughs> uh, the media centre this morning. Yeah, no, that's a groin injury. Um, <laughs> this has been The Two Tones. Tony DeBolfo, Tony Moclair saying go Blues. We okay. will catch you next week. Goodbye, Tone. Goodbye, listeners. Go Blues. Go Blues.